Well, it's been a long time since I have done anything to the nature of podcasting. So, I'm tired of procrastinating and sitting on my ass all day. And yeah, so I'm letting everyone know, whoever even listens to this, if they do listen to this, that moving forward, I'm not going to be dealing with just poetry anymore. Rather, it's going to be a little bit of everything. It is going to be talking about various of topics and whatnot. So, that being said, I am going to read some poetry. Just, you know, because it's, it's good. But understand it's not always going to be a poetic matter. I'm hoping that I can engage with everyone. Um, I'll be honest with you. You know, I don't want to be that person and be like, oh, I don't, get, you know, I don't get likes, I don't get this, I don't get that, and and there's so many things. But at the same token, it's like, okay, but let's be honest, we really do like that. Let's be honest, like we want comments and we want people to let us know what they think of our stuff, if that makes sense. Um, and that is the reality. I'm going to be honest. Um, I like to engage, and I know I've been, I've slacked off a lot, but that's because, you know, a lot of things have happened, personal stuff, nothing bad. It's just, you know, um, I can't get into specifics, but one thing I do, can't, no, one thing I can say is I did get promoted at work, so it's a lot more hectic work schedule, but I'm trying to find structure in ways that, can make sense. And that's the reality. You know. Um, I hope everyone's okay. Um, I, uh, it's, it's, it's funny to think too. I literally have 330 followers. But fucking algorithm doesn't allow you to really interact with everyone. And I don't want to be that guy to start tagging people. So they can read my poetry and get more viewship. And I don't want to keep being that guy that like. You know, with uh, what you call it, like, 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 keep putting in my story and and stuff like that. Like, it's just crazy. I did a I did a video reel. Hopefully, I was gonna get more viewerships and stuff. But it, it's just let's just fucking call it what it is. It's fucking crazy. I don't know if it's just that Instagram is just dead and it's corny now. It's funny because. I've been in various communities in the past, right? I have been... I've been in other communities, right? Uh, before poetry, there was a thing called a call community. C-A-W, which means create a wrestler in video games. And I was... You know, at one point, I say 20, 2002... It was so popular, and I think once 2007, 2008 came along, it started to die down. But 2010, it just fucking died. Um, I know nothing about CAW anymore. I don't know what the fuck is going on. But it seems like Instagram picks and chooses when they want to allow us to do whatever, right? But then again, there's so, then again, there's so many... Um, poets out there. But you know, poetry's never... I mean, poetry... Instagram's never going to be a place with just poetry. That's why you have to go on submittable and start putting your work out there. Hoping somebody's going to 
you know, recognize your work and get some kind of thing out there, I guess. But even with all that, it's not what you know who you know. Fine, I get it. So now what, right? So I was just, uh, I was just, you know, writing. I'm just thinking because, you know, I feel like I need some inspiration in my life. And that's the truth, right? Because also, I have been, you know, so dull in my writing, if that makes sense, right? Like, how do I explain this? So, I was so uninspired for such a long time. And it's like, I started getting inspiration back and I don't know, right? Had this podcast platform, but you know, I think this time around, I'm gonna just upload from season three and on. Um, I don't want to start do. I don't want to stop doing this. Just finding time and to make things work. I think I just want to start re-engaging people again because it's just hard. <laughs> Let's be real, guys. But I think I jumped off topic. Back to what I'm saying. But the, I think I said about the poetry community. I mean the, the, the call community. How it just died. I don't know what's going on. I feel like that's what's happening with the poetry community. Because when I first started. The poetry community was very interesting. And I feel like that's where we lose sight of. Why we did this in the first place. But let's be honest. You know. It's like. I remember I used to do open mics back in 2020. And it was like a big party. You know. And I missed that I guess. Is what I'm trying to say. So, I'm going to just read poems and see where it gets me, I guess, you know. Um, it's funny, too, because I bought some books. I bought books, I guess. And I was just like, damn, like, I'm reading these books, but I want to give my review. So, I think this is a good place to do that. Um, it is on Pandora, iHeartRadio, and, and all this other stuff. Some, there's like, there's like a delay sometimes. Oh yeah, Spotify. Spotify, like the main places that always no problem. But I know iHeartRadio and I forgot what other one. And I think Pandora. There's always some kind of delay. There's always a delay in um in that. Like when it comes to you know when the episodes come up. And I think that was also my issue. This is why I kinda got annoyed with it a little bit. So let's see. <laughs> so um, I think I'm finally going to go on YouTube and start uploading. Uh, if you hear things, that's because I'm on the computer typing shit up. I'm, go I'm going to call it like I see it. But yeah, man. So with that being said, uh, the first piece I'm going to read, it's from Kendra Austin. Uh, she came up with a book called I Am A War, which I've been reading. Actually, I've, I've read a couple of times already. And this, I gotta say, if you don't know who she is, you have to read her stuff because it's just powerful pieces, powerful pieces. And I'm going to read this piece called The Crown I Wore, and it's from her book called I Am A War. It goes like this. He loved me, and I collected his dreams in my hair, weaved them through these flaxen strands, and strangled all the starlight dead, alive inside his eyes, in the dimming, he loved me, still, and I admired my reflection in his black moon irises. 
he was only a crown I wore. Wow. Again, what I love about her writing is the fact that it's just like like I, 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 I just the other night I was just reading I was reading this book too I was reading that I was reading Howl by Allen Ginsberg I was reading Brandon White I was reading you know these poets on there and I, I think that's I think I'm kind of guilty about what I said earlier about you know these comments but like I'm kind of guilty of that too because I just look at them but I realized too just because I don't comment it doesn't mean I'm not really looking at them right but I think a comment would be nice but I get it. But the point is, I, I, I read her pieces, especially this piece, and I was just like, whoa. Like, I want to write like this. I want to write like this so bad. Like, how do I get my mind to get that? Because it's not just what she's saying, but it's what words that she's using. How she expresses these words. Like, that word flaxen, I never even heard of that word till, until I read her book. But I saw, it's funny because I saw like a guy and a woman, right? And it was like they were just standing somewhere looking at each other. And I took this as this was just thoughts going through her mind as she's looking at him and he's looking at her. And it's funny, it reminds me of kind of like, you know, we have a scenario that plays out. And then you snap out of it and then you realize, oh no, wait, that didn't happen. It was just a scenario that played in your head, but it felt so real. That's how I took that. But the fact that he was only a crown I wore, like that that was very deep because when I think about crowns, um I don't always think about like the princess tiara kind of crowns, like I'm a king, I'm a queen. I also think about Jesus because Jesus had a crown of thorns and you know, even though the replication is not the same here, but it's kind of like, I got this sense of, I feel relief, but I, I still feel pain. And this crown that I have around my head is so heavy because it's a good thing, I guess, because it makes me feel special. But it's a bad thing because the heaviness and the weight of wearing this crown sometimes, it's it's annoying. You know, I think about a backpack. I think about how sometimes, you know, this thing, whatever that represents, it, it, it loves me, like it loves you back, it loves me, it, 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 I enjoy the, the, the company, but the thing enjoys my company as well. But sometimes the weight of it can be overbearing at times, it can be... Very heavy to the point that it gets tiring. It gets exhausting. And to me, it's like in life, you know, it's like, this is a weird thing to say, but in wrestling, in wrestling, right? Um, they There's wrestlers that carry the company on their backs, right? Because they want to make the company better. So I think about it in that way, but the weight of that responsibility sometimes could, it's very heavy at times. And it's, I think it, to me personally, it, it's, it's like that responsibility is hard, you know? So that, that's how this speaks, that this piece spoke to me. You ever, you ever, you ever notice how sometimes when you're with somebody, whether it's your boyfriend or girlfriend or, let, or let's say it's like a friendship or a circle, 
You ever notice how sometimes we collect other people's dreams? Like we, we admire their dreams. We lift people up. Because we want their dreams to come true and we want what's best for them. But you know what I realize? How come sometimes... I, I, I sometimes wonder, are people doing that for me too? Like, are people actually lifting me up the same way I will lift them up? Like, are they just as happy as I am, am with, as, you know, happy with them? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but this is how, this is what I love, I love about pieces because I start to dissect things. And it's like, whoa, like that, that, that just took me there. See, but that crown could be anything, which I find interesting as well. Because what if that crown represented something else? What if the crown I wear was maybe my idol? What if that crown was really the idol that I looked up to? And I don't mean like American Idol. Oh, that's my idol. I love Dave, bro. No, I mean idol as in like, what if that's the one thing I'm putting on a pedestal? And then I realize, is the weight of that so important? Is it so important that I have to put this as a crown? Like, is, is the burden, the weight of this worth the weight, worth the burden? Is it worth the BS? Is it worth loving because does that thing love me back? Does it care about me as much as I care about it? So that's the way I, that's the way I, that's the way that piece spoke to me. In my opinion, um, definitely check out her work. I love Kendra Austin. She is amazing. Uh, I did an interview with her on my second season. I think I think she was one. Yeah, I think she was the very last episode. Um, very great conversation, and I do I do want to eventually invite her back, so we can talk about stuff because we talked on some topics that man I I definitely want to go where we left off. Um, there's a lot of people I yet to interview that I want to interview, but I realized too I don't want it to stick to just poetry only. I want it to be also about a good diversity, if that makes sense. So that that's that's you know so that's what it is, honestly. So honestly, I'm just doing this off the fly. I have no preparation for this at all. And I really want to. I just want to. I just want to see where it takes me. I guess you know. I want to give a shout out to Robert Kazi. Robert, it's been so long, and I believe you were my second episode when I relaunched the the second season. If that makes sense. Uh, I actually peeped you a little bit the other night when you were on Poets Anonymous. You were a guest host, and you did good. Um, I was there for a couple of, like, just for, like, 30 minutes or so, but, you know, I'm slowly, I guess you could say I'm lurking, slowly getting back into the groove of poetry community, trying to find balance, but, um, definitely it was good to see you, and speaking of you, I will be reading a piece by you, because... Um, when I do get a chance to be on Instagram and actually read, um, I actually enjoy 
reading it, you know, and I think that's what it is. People just want to use it like an ebook, if that makes sense. So I guess I kind of contradicted myself earlier about the whole liking thing. It's true, because I think my pastor told me one time, just because people don't like it doesn't mean they're not looking at it. I'm like, yeah, it's true. It's just good to have some engagement. But, you know, I realize we live in a civilization that trust is an issue sometimes, but whatever. So this piece I'm going to read by Robert Kazi is called The Elusive Shore. And it goes like this. There isn't a specific image that comes to mind when I think of you, but... That Elton John song, something about the way you look tonight comes to me. The words run through my head in a loop, like the number, like the black numbers on a gas pump. The refrain chases me until I can retreat and escape into the music of a different song. One with countless layers of rhythms, melodies, and lyrics with the hope that one of them will catch. Resulting in my fleeting freedom, but every time, like the instances of an undertow, the medley returns mournfully, pleading, provoking. All of this makes me wonder how others shake their grief, or if, no matter how heavily they weight it, how often they send it plummeting to the depths, certain it is gone for good. They're astonished to find it bobbling joyfully, cynically, spitefully, each time they turn for sure. I really like this. And he says this is from his book, Kaleidoscope of Colors 2. And this is on page 72, he said. That's from his book. So... Let me tell you about this piece a little bit because I relate to this in so many levels. Um, what really, really gets me is the music. Um, he says something very interesting. How he says that the words run through my head in a loop like the black numbers on a gas pump. The refrain chases me until I can retreat and escape into the music of a different song. You know what's funny though? Because, and and I'm and I'm like a victim of this because I feel like. There are songs I listen to that reminds me of somebody. And it's true because sometimes it's not an image, it's a song. And see, and the reason why I'm saying I'm a victim for this, I'm I think I'm stupid for doing this, is because I have a playlist on Spotify. It says various artists reminds me of. And I have every song that I could think of that I could put on that playlist that reminds me of a person or a thing. Or a vibe that happened years ago. And I reminisce that sometimes in my head. Sometimes I'm outside. And I just reminisce and be in my own world. Because I'm, I'm sorry. Sometimes I have to escape the reality around me. Because reality can get too heavy sometimes. But you know what sucks about that? Sometimes when you escape reality. Even that gets heavy. If that makes sense. And to me that is insane. But there's a song that I used to uh, that okay so when I was in high school there was a song by a group called Joy Drop I don't know if you I don't know if anyone knows this band they weren't like famous famous like Hole or or Nirvana or anything like that they weren't they're not Third Eye Blind or anything like that or Sixpence None the Richard they, they're, not, they're not famous like that but uh, it was called Joy Drop 
I think Tara Stone is the lead singer of this band, or was, and you can catch them on Spotify. And they have a song called "Sometimes I Want to Die." So when I first heard this song, um, back in high school, there was a classmate that I used to hang out with too in school, and this is a this was a side of him that I never really knew because we had a project. Uh, we was reading Catcher in the Ride, and we was told to do a little scrapbook as if we were writing a letter or a, a piece to Holden Caulfield. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil some things. If you guys haven't read the book, it's a great book, by the way. Especially when you had a, I had an English teacher that read that book so perfectly because he was he was pretty much narrating the book. He'll read it out loud so we can listen to it, but it was very. Intriguing to because he had that voice that was just like man, that's so cool So anyway, and part of that was I decided to do a soundtrack that that's what it was because He said we had to have a soundtrack and then we had to present it in class So With that being said So that song was on his soundtrack now. We were in two different classes but because I used to be in this one class and I got transferred out of the class for a smaller class. It's a long story. But because I was good with that teacher, she allowed me to be to participate in that, you know. She 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 allowed me to participate in the project and show it to my current English teacher since they were doing that same curriculum in high school and stuff like that. So that song brings a lot of memories because even though it was for that, um, it also reminded me of a girl I used to hang out with. And this is probably going to sound weird because I had to tell my wife this before, you know, and she kind of lost her mind when I told her this, but I, I'm okay to talk about it now. So back when I was a kid, I was sheltered and I was um you know, pretty much I was on lockdown I wasn't really allowed to do a lot of things I lived in a ghetto whatever so as a kid you know how you have imaginary friends so in the past I have talked about my mental health I've talked about me openly finally talking about the fact that I had schizotypal personality disorder which gets confused a lot with schizophrenia. It's not the same thing. It's not bipolar. It's not the same thing, but it gets confused a lot as that. And schizoaffective is another one that gets confused a lot with schizotypal. But anyway, so it reminded me. No, no, I'm sorry, sorry. So, so, so I had these imaginary friends because I was sheltered, and you know I didn't really have friends like that until like I got older, and. I certain friends for whatever reason I kept with me, I guess. I don't want to say I was delusional, but I've kept some of those friends with me to a certain point, even into my adulthood, that let's say I'm hanging out with some actual friends and I'm telling them stories. I used to I don't know, because again, this is when I was first starting out. This is when I was first starting to really hang out, have a friend, have start mingling. I didn't really know the world like that because everything was just thrown at me and no one really sat down with me 
explain things to me. So I had to really go through some harsh realities as a, as a teenage life into adulthood. But I had this imaginary friend. And this imaginary friend was this homegirl. I guess the friend I wish I had. You know, everybody has that homegirl, that best friend. That's a girl that's like, you know. You really, really want this to work, but it's not going to work. You know, realistically, I don't think it exists. It only exists on TV. So anyway, um, so I, I'm not going to mention names because it doesn't matter. The point is this one friend was this friend. I always talked about her and whenever, oh, how come we don't meet her? It was always like, nah, because she's away in college. Or, oh, no, she goes to a different school. I don't see her like that. It was just whatever excuse because... I was too shameful and prideful to admit that I was sheltered because everybody got to do their thing. They hung out. People actually had a social life and I really didn't. And and it's bad enough. I, I was bullied until I got into a fight and then people stopped bullying me, bullying me little by little. They kind of started, let, you know, stop, stop, you know, they kind of started let, letting me, leaving me alone. Sorry, I can't talk here. But that song, for some reason... I was singing, you know, I was singing on my Walkman because my friend gave me a copy. Uh, my, my actual friend, my classmate, actually gave me a copy of the song because I liked the song so much. And this is around a time where Napster and, and, and Kaza and all these LimeWire and all this stuff was coming out. You could download pirate piracy, but like it wasn't like Pirate Bay or nothing like that. And I remember just singing... And, you know, I didn't have a car, I didn't have a scooter, I walked home and I take the bus, and I was supposed to just go home and that's it, you know. And it's so funny because I was singing that song, and in my mind, she would, like, if you ever seen 13 Reasons Why, and Clay used to, the character Clay, he would hallucinate and see people that aren't really there, that's kind of what I went through, but no one knew about it. And this was the friend that I used to hang out with. But this 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 girl that's a friend does it doesn't exist. She never existed. And it was kind of like, oh, like this isn't real. But it's so funny because I realized I looked for that kind of friendship in all the wrong places. But I know eventually I ended up finding that friend. And that friend ended up being my, my wife. And I and here we are together. So she's my best friend. So it all worked out. Yeah, but anyway, that song, every time that song played, I always think about that girl that was my friend that was an imaginary friend. Because once I had the college, then obviously that, that kind of went away. And then it came back when, because I, I was going through a depression back in like 2011, 2013. I was going through some depression. And, and I used to kind of bring those things back. So... I don't feel as depressed. I don't feel alone kind of thing. And that, you know, but that song, Sometimes I Want to Die. I Sometimes Want to Die. Sometimes I Want to Die. I forgot the name of the song. It's by Joy Drop. And um, I think about her, I think about that friend a lot when I hear that song. Because Tara Stone looks like the ideal friend that I wish I had. Uh, if you Google her, you'll understand, I guess. Because I also think about 13 Reasons Why, Hannah Baker, and then even though, you know, she was the victim of bullying, and even though, you, you already know the story, she killed herself and all this other stuff, but 
like that ideal look like that's that friend you hung out with because it was clay it was hannah they hung out like that's that friend but everybody has that one friend that you're always in the friend zone because i've had friends like that too that i liked and then i met this one girl in college and uh she was someone that i looked at that could be potentially that friend and you know things didn't work out but again i think the ideology behind that is the fact that i was very unrealistic to what i thought a friend was or should look like as far as a girl that's a friend cuz i didn't have any friends i didn't have a companion and sometimes that woman that's a companion it's it's, it's something about it i guess with me but with that being said um that song reminds me of her every time i listen to it right and it's like i find myself thinking what could be what could have been if i actually if this woman was actually alive if she was a real friend if she was that friend that i wanted if that makes sense and that that piece by robert kazi cuz i feel like i kind of went went off a little bit i always try to listen to another song to get me away from that but somehow i find myself going back to that song again because something reminded me of you again now if i change if, if i could take it to a different scenario it's happened to me it's happened to me with other songs too you know uh there was a song by feet 3 days grace and uh i think it's called it's never too late is that the name of the song by 3 days grace it's never too late it's not too late that that song and i hear you say you want to end your life i i can't sing i know i'm sorry guys but that song um i have i had an actual friend that i also could have been that potential friend that i was going through some tough times and she had told me to listen to this song telling me that it's going to be okay and long story short two years later she was going through some things and she ended up killing herself so it was kind of one of those like okay oh shit okay like you know so that's why that song sometimes i have to, i listen to it sometimes thinking like how many people have we lost You know, how many people have we actually lost that we wish can still be around today? Every time I hear "Sometimes I Want to Die" by Joy Drop, I think about that imaginary friend that I wish could have been a friend. But it also reminds me of when I actually had those potential friends that could have been those friends that wasn't that friend, and the only friend that I had that was exactly what I wanted—not not exactly what I wanted, but. exactly how I hoped for ended up being my wife the mother of my kid so it's interesting how life just plays but it's not easy you know when something when you hear a song that reminds you of a person or of a thing or a situation and it, it just you you really being deep in those thoughts and then it's like you can't help but to put yourself in a warp zone in that thought in that time But I always wonder why does our minds do that to ourselves? Right? Cuz somebody told me too that 
it sometimes has to do with something in the heart, right? Because the Bible, Jeremiah 17 verse 9 says that the heart is very deceitful, that only God knows the heart, right? So that means sometimes our hearts aren't always in the right place and the right motives. Maybe our minds are, but sometimes the heart isn't. But then I saw something recently that says that there's three types of brains, the heart, the gut, and the, and the mind. I don't know if that's true. Because I've heard people say, oh, I know it by heart. I'm like, huh. Yeah, I think I'm rambling a lot. But I, this is, again, this is why I love to read. I love to dissect because it takes me into these places. And that's what a piece should do. A piece should do that, in my opinion. You feel me, man? You know? But yes, that piece was by Robert Kazi. And his handle is Robert Kazi Author. I'm going to read one more piece. And then we're going to take it from there. So this one, um, it's so funny too. Because um, as I'm finishing talking about Robert's poem... Um, I got this notification on Instagram that, um, somebody else liked, you know, one of my posts and it happens to be Edward Racy. Um, I remember this guy. Um, it's been a while, but I remember this guy. Um, he's, he has done open mics before with Brian Edwards. I think it was called sounds on or something like that. And yeah, so I figured, you know what? Let me read a piece. Um, like, again, I'm just doing this on the fly. So I said, let me read one of his pieces. It's been a while I read some of his stuff. Um, it's kind of hard because you, when you have so many followers or you find so many people, you have to really scroll down. Like, I wish there was a better way to really access, to watch everybody's posts. Like, I wish there was a better way, man. I think I remember MySpace or, um, uh, Facebook. I think it, they, they were better on that at one point, but I, I don't know. Maybe I'm bugging. So anyway... So this piece is by Edward Racy and it's called Purgatory. I spend hours every day just staring at the walls. My mind is like a maze and I'm lost within its halls. Where reality slips away, fear and panic takes control. I fight my way through the haze to come face to face with my soul, which I have fatally betrayed. By giving up on myself, a life hanging in the balance somewhere between heaven and hell. Wow. Bro, you know, I so relate to that. I know, you know what's funny? Um, so I said earlier that I had COVID. I'm recovering from COVID. And I think it's like the very last day of it. So I'm actually negative now. Um, but that's what it it be like that sometimes. When you're just, in my case, I'm laying in bed, isolated in my room, and I cannot go out. And all I'm doing is just staring at the four walls. And crap is, I'm going to just call it what it is. Shit's going through your mind. Your head is spinning. Your mind is just elsewhere. Your heart is just, you don't know what the fuck's going on. So... I touched on my childhood with Robert Kazi's piece, right? So I'm going to touch on it again because this is so relatable. Check this out, right? It's so funny. Now, I don't want to say it's so funny. It's so crazy because that piece took me back to a childhood, right? Because I used to get in trouble a lot 
But I didn't really understand why I was getting in trouble. Because I, I mentioned how I had to deal with like schizotypal personality disorder. So one thing was that I really didn't understand a lot. It wasn't explained to me. I had a lot of verbal abuse. And every time I would get in trouble, I would get grounded. They would you know, go to your room. Don't leave unless you're going to use the bathroom. And my issue, I cannot stand. I can't stay still for a long time. I get very antsy. I get very jittery. So the fact that I had to be locked in my room because I was punished. That's exactly. I never knew how to describe that. But what you said here is exactly what it is. That's exactly how it'd be like. Because... Once you're in that four walls, I was so bored. My mind was just like, oh my god, like, 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 like I could just imagine, like, if you, like, what if somebody, like, when somebody goes to jail, like, what, what is that like for them? I know eventually you get out of the cell and you get to eat, but you're always in that confined space. But still, it's like when you're in, like, in my case, I got sick, or let's say I'm in my room, and my mind is crazy. See, but I use that. Like, you know what's crazy? I also used that to my full abilities when I had a piece of paper. And I, that's how the poetry started for me, realistically. Even though my dad used to write a lot of poetry. But realistically, even when I was alone in that room, when I had a piece of paper, that's how it started for me. Being in that room, writing. Didn't know what I was writing. And I didn't know nothing. So the more I wrote, the more my mind expanded. But that's really what saved me in my childhood that I could honestly remember. Even growing, you know, going into my teenhood, into my adulthood. But that saved me. Poetry saved me. Music saved me. I don't care what anybody says. Because I'm a man of God, but realistically, music saved me for a long time. It got me through. It got me through life. It got me through childhood. That, wrestling. But mostly... Music and rustin because I was able to create in my mind, right? But I did have moments where I was depressed. I would listen to Smile Empty Soul was a band I used to listen to, Puddle of Mud, I would listen to. And the lyrics, when I didn't have words... To express what pour my heart for me. I used to cry. I used to turn the lights off. Put the shades down. And all I had was just the music. My M and at the time my mp3 player. And this is before YouTube had a lot of content. And all I did was listen to music. And it would put me in scenarios. When you lock yourself in that room. Or when you're in that room. And if I could speak metaphorically, there's the room in your mind that once you're locked in that room in your mind, that struggle is real. Because once you tell your mind, oh, I'm bored, that's going to get you sometimes. I fight my way through the haze to come face to face with my soul, which I have fatally betrayed. That's deep right there because I feel like even to this day, when I am in my own room and if I'm isolated, 
because I, I have an issue with isolation. I, I isolate myself a lot, as uncomfortable as it is. But for some reason, it calms me down, and that's not good sometimes because I have to remind myself, well, uh, my reality is my, my, my wife, my son, my job, and the people who... I mean, I, they say they care about me, so fine. You care about me, fine. Like, these are people who care about me. And it's 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 crazy because... When you're in your mind a lot, that that uh that struggle's real, man. Like, I don't care what anybody says, that struggle is real. I feel like I betrayed my soul a lot. Cause I'll say this, when I was single, um, you know, I'm there were times where I should have been praying in the spirit with God, having that oneness that you know, trying to make my relationship stronger with the Lord. There were times where I would compromise and watch porn. Because I was addicted to pornography like crazy. When you're in that bedroom, you live with your parents, they're doing their thing, I'm in my room doing whatever. Sometimes pornography was my companion. I didn't I didn't have that girlfriend that I could enjoy with. Like I had two girlfriends, you know, and both relationships did not work out. So I thought this was always going to be the story of my life. And the only time I found comfort that I could have some kind of pleasure was watching porn. Because I wasn't the kind of guy that would go hang out, meet up with some boys. And, oh, there's that girl over there. Yo, let's go fuck around with her kind of thing. That, that wasn't my thing. I find that as a man of God, I really got to stop. As a man of God, I really need to stop cursing. That's not good. That's not good. But anyway. But, um... That was the struggle I went through. And you'll you'll warp your mind into a, a warp uh, to a place that's not really there. There's been times where let's say I'm in the bathroom by myself, whatever the case is. And then what eventually would happen was it felt so real that let's say um oh one of my friends called me and then it Snaps you out like, oh crap, what just happened? I betrayed my soul a lot because I should be, I should have been feeding my soul spiritually with, you know, to be strong in the Lord and I'm compromising. I mean, it's, 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 it's real. The struggle is real. I'm not going to lie to you. It's, it's real as fuck, man. So I'm glad I came across that piece. It seems like there's like an ongoing theme here. And I wasn't even trying. Again, I literally had no preparation. I was just sitting on my computer reading. I said, you know what? I haven't done this in a while. Let me, let me really, let's do this. And that's exactly what it was. So, Edward, I'm glad I ran into your piece, man. I'm happy to have ran into it. So, um... With that being said, I think I'm going to end the poetry reading there. But other than that, um, it was actually fun doing this. Don't ask me when there's another episode coming through. But I will say this. Um, I did say that my format will change. I'm not going to stop reading poetry. I'm still going to read. But it's not only going to be just that one thing or that two things or whatever. It's going to be more diverse this time. And I am going to have a co-host coming soon. Um, I just have to iron out some details so we can really make this work. But um, I'm excited. 
for the new stuff that's coming. And I want this community to be a part of it as well. So if you have some suggestions, whatever, you can hit me up at the Andy Morales. I have to update some things on the, I guess, podcast profile. And yeah, this is where we're going to take it. So this is the first episode of season three of Jandom Sessions Live for... And that's another thing too, I'm probably going to change the name of this, I don't know. But, um, again, this was fun, and I hope to hear from people soon. Alright guys, God bless.